0: Hey, welcome to What You Readin' Do! It's Lauren, Lisa, and Jamie. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figure this is a good way to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder: this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Enjoy! Well, this week, we're talking about Brene Brown, one of our favorites. Yes. Um, She, on her podcast, what's her podcast called?
1: Oh, Unlocking Unlocking Us. Us. She also has Dare to Lead.
0: Yeah, but on Unlocking Us, she's doing, I guess it's the 10-year anniversary of Gifts of Imperfection. So her and her two sisters are on doing a six-part series on her podcast, revisiting the book, and it's been really fun. So we thought we would kind of listen to the first podcast together and bring out our Gifts of Imperfection (laughs) books and kind of
2: have a discussion about. And we took the the quiz. There's like an inventory.
0: Yeah, so on Brene Brown's website, there is a Gifts of Imperfection wholehearted inventory and it's kind of like a personality test, but it's more just how you doing right yeah, now? Boo? <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs>
0: it's an inventory like based on the Gifts of Imperfection chapters. But some of the categories are like, how well are you doing at letting go of what people think versus cultivating authenticity or letting go of numbing and powerlessness versus having a resilient spirit, comparison versus creativity. So just interesting. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to go through the inventory together Mm -hmm. and See how we're all doing and have a discussion
1: <laughs> yeah. about it and if by chance you want to go take this test before you jump into the episode we'll have the link we'll put it right in the episode so you can get to it easier super um, easy it is pretty quick i'm one who takes a long time with quizzes like this mm-hmm. and i think it maybe took me 15 minutes so yeah it's, it's a a very doable yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: and i guess she was saying in the episode if you're confused, you don't know what's happening. The first episode that Brene Brown has about this is kind of lays the groundwork. And I think in the episode, she says, like, it's good to kind of do this every once in a while just yeah. to, like, see how you're doing with things. Because it's not yeah. like a personality test <clears throat> and, like, this is your personality for the Aesthetic. rest of your
2: life. Or, yeah, like, it's once like, you get 100% in a certain area, like, you will not stay
1: there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, things are it always fluctuates. in flux. Yeah. She even <laughs> talks about how she has made progress on some of these areas and then has slipped and back, yeah. and especially in the past year. Yeah,
0: goodness sake, the last year,
1: so many things have <laughs> changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. But it's a nice check-in. Yeah, so
0: I wanted to read, I think she goes over this in the podcast too, but I wanted to read her kind of definition of wholehearted living because this is called the wholehearted inventory and the book is based on like wholehearted living so she says wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness it means cultivating the courage compassion and connection to wake up in the morning and think no matter what gets done and how much is left undone i am enough it's going to bed at night thinking yes i am imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid but that doesn't change the truth that i am also brave and worthy of love and belonging so that kind of sets the stage for the whole book. I was kind of interested to see what my results were. I don't know. Were you guys same. surprised by any of the categories? or? So
2: it's been a while since I read this book. It's been about yeah, three same. years. So in the book, from what I remember and what the podcast reminded me, was it goes through, like, I think it's ten different, guideposts yeah guideposts and she calls them developmental milestones for adults Ooh. and I thought that was so cute and such yeah. a good way to look at it because you think about that all the time with kids
1: but yes. once I hit
2: 18 like I have not thought about any milestones for mm-hmm. me other than you know life milestones buying house getting married having kids and those are not
0: yeah but how do you measure, like, progressing as a right. human right. <clears throat> past, like, high school? So I thought it was a nothing... really good way to, like, look at it. Yeah, I loved that.
1: Right? She also mentions that in, I think, the first episode of the series on the podcast, how this is a great book for midlife. And she yeah, yes. and she elaborates on that a lot. But it's basically, like, I think it's kind of her take on giving a milestone in adulthood no matter when it hits you in an age like it's not as defined as when you're a child and you're hitting certain growth marks by Mm -hmm. a certain age like I think she defines midlife as anywhere from late 30s to like the day you die yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. I was like oh wow okay. and I liked
0: that she redefined it like most people think of it as a midlife crisis which is like one point in life like you think of like Oh, that Mm -hmm. person's having a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. Like, one point it's definable and then they move on. But she's like, no, it's not that. It's a midlife unraveling, is what she called it. It's just like
2: continually like stripping the layers back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm also maybe exciting. We'll see. And I feel like I'm, I'm coming into it early. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm I wrote the opposite down. There. I wrote,
1: I am not there yet. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. it's like,
2: I don't think I, that I'm there
1: yet. I think I'm at the point. So she, in the book too, she describes midlife as the point where Mother Nature just like whispers in your ear, like, I'm not fucking around anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. the things that you've been using as armor aren't doing it. And, Uh, you know, and I I think, uh, right, it's so to the point right to the heart. And I definitely think I'm still, when I first heard that, I'm like, no, I think I'm getting there early. But listening to it, I'm like, no, that's not true. I'm definitely, like, keeping whatever, like, armor, different, like, Like, things that kept me safe before. Yeah. 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 And I'm, like, recognizing that, yeah,
2: (laughs) some of my coping mechanisms maybe aren't working. I never thought they weren't you know I always knew they were unhealthy but I'm still doing them but it's still yeah. work yeah. it's still working where for I am me now too. yeah I'm where like, she defines midlife is when it's completely getting in your way of yeah. mm-hmm. everything right
1: I yeah. think I think that awakening too of seeing those defense mechanisms at least for me it's been a long process of seeing them acknowledging them and reaching the point where I'm actually trying to do things differently because I feel like I literally drag my feet to get to that action point (laughs) like and, and the only reason why I start making moves on that is because I get frustrated by the last like two or three instances where I used it and it blew up in my face and I knew I should have done something different. There's been times
0: in my life where I I am like, in the moment, I'm like, this is going to fuck me up. And I know it and I still am going to do it because this is what I do. Oh my God, I think that all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And maybe that's where we are, where we're like, we haven't quite gotten that like, No, we haven't. Listen.
0: (laughs) We haven't yet, but we know it's coming. Yeah. I liked in the episode... I forget who said it. One of the sisters said, and I think they were talking about like coming back to this book after 10 years mm-hmm. and how it's like a continual journey. It's not like yes. you learn the thing. And yes. <laughs> and then you're like, well on your way to like a perfect life I (laughs) would human freaking love that that's what I want I'm looking for the answer but that's not how it is as I said earlier (laughs)
2: I read this three years ago and I don't remember any of it so very clearly to read it more than once
0: I like when they said like you have that moment when you see something and you're like yeah I want to change but you go a couple years and it's like and nothing really happens. And then you find it again and you're like, yeah, I want to change. <laughs> yeah. and then, but at what point are you like I am actually ready to like let the armor down. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. go. But it takes you see the change, but it takes a couple
1: times. Yeah. Yeah. 10
0: years takes maybe, a big more maybe, mm-hmm. the rest of your life maybe. <laughs> right? Lots
1: of frustration to, like,
0: actually make the change.
1: it's frustrating
2: (laughs) too she kind of mentions when you hit this midlife point there's only two ways to do it yeah you can either buckle down stay in your armor stay in your ways and like stuff it down that the rest of your life or you can work on changing and you can work on changing literally
1: until you die you will never be
2: I don't complete's not the right word but yeah you never reach like the final resolution like and that's
1: where my history with this book comes in so I started to read this probably like about three years ago as well got through like the intro started on chapter one and just stopped and I've tried a couple times to pick it up and I put it down every time purely because I'm not ready to do the work like it's you, you know? have to do the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think there are times where the first time I picked it up, I'm like, let's do this work. And I don't really remember why I kept putting it off. But then the second time I tried to pick it back up, it was very clearly a sign inside my head that I'm not ready to do the work that's in this book. And so I like don't want to read it yet. Yeah. You know? So hopefully getting into this inventory will you know shake things up yeah
2: shake yeah. Things
1: loose yeah and you don't i point.
0: get caught up in that too i like want to do everything perfectly and i'm like i don't want to do it if i'm like i'm not fully in this and i'm not ready to like let go yeah. of everything and move on i'm like i don't want to do it but that's not the point like the point is to continually yeah. learn how yep. to move forward
1: apparently with books that are like <laughs> kind of in the personal growth realm I don't want to finish it unless I'm really, like, yeah. there to take it in. Like, I can I can consume a fiction book and it's kind of, I took away some in and nice out. moments. Yeah, yeah, but the rest is whatever. And for some reason, I feel like I'm betraying my time in the author if I do that with a book that's about personal growth and just mm-hmm. being like, I mean, whatever, we'll see what I get out of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. as for results, I felt like when I took the inventory, I was, like, in the middle of the road like i felt like i kept answering the middle 50 50 50 50 50 a lot
0: i like that the the results are not like scores i'm very like score based and i want to get an a plus on Mm -hmm. any quiz that i take and i like
2: that there are no scores (laughs) yeah so for people who are listening the way they like score it is your they explained it like a gas mileage not a gas Gas, mileage gas tank So, so for instance, guidepost number one is letting go of what people think and cultivating authenticity. So cultivating authenticity is on the right, letting go of what people think is on the left. And you just have a bar that shows how full you are. So like for that one, I'm at like one third. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, clearly, I have a quarter, lot of a lot of work yeah. to do on that one I
1: was oddly like two thirds full on Damn, that wow. that's, authentic self. but my two
0: lowest are one and two, which is i that's like my mm. two things. I care way too much about what other people think mm-hmm. of me. I never like I want to be so authentic, and I have no idea what that means i don't know what that means for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, so caught up in perfectionism to the point where, like, I cannot let it go. And I noticed this in the last week. I've been so hard on myself. And I'm, like, so mad at myself for not doing things perfectly. Not even, like, work-related. Just, like, (laughs) in-my-life-related. And I'm, like, why am I
1: so freaking hard on myself? Those are my lowest two. When they talked about perfectionism in the episode it did make me think of you from like comments that you've shared in the past and i was like man i hope like i wonder if this is like bringing you anything by like listening to those words because they even redefine perfectionism yeah. compared it's to it's not like striving to be better
0: that's like healthy
2: yeah it's like the
0: control aspect
2: okay so this is where i had my kind of epiphany as i was driving here and listening to the podcast yes please because i was like finishing up on the drive and tell me if i'm wrong i still can't get a grasp on what perfectionism is so i decided and i'm like got like a 50 percent on this one in between self-compassion and perfectionism and i decided i am not a perfectionist Mm -hmm. i'm very much a type b personality i would say but i grew up with all type A personalities yeah. mm-hmm. and I think I was surrounded by perfectionists that I kind of growing up had to mold myself into. I always thought I was type A B for a long time and I'm like, hell no, I'm a type B for mm-hmm. sure, but I had to pretend to be a perfectionist just to like get through the day. Yeah. So, uh, that's so like when they were talking about mm-hmm. the dishwasher, they kept bringing dishwashers into it and I thought that was very helpful for me. Because, you know, one of the sisters was saying, I cannot go to bed if the dishwasher is not empty. Another one is saying, maybe I'll berate myself for it, but I don't really care. Another one, like, didn't care. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But I can go four days without emptying the dishwasher. I don't care. I just, when I walk by the dishwasher, I'm like, shit, I really need to take that out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm such a failure for not doing this. I need to be better. I need to be more on top of things. And then I'll walk away and then I'll forget about it. And then I won't care until next time I'm by the dishwasher. I'm like, God, I still haven't done the dishes. I really need to do them. Like, why do I suck so much about doing the dishes? And then yeah. I'll be like, well, I'll do them tomorrow. And then I'll walk away and I won't care. Yeah. So I think I, like, think I could be the person that doesn't give a shit if <laughs> I don't do my dishes. Because honestly, I live alone. Who's going to know except me? Right. I think that's who I want to I be think- deep down. But I think because I was surrounded by perfectionists and had people say those things to me when I was a child and didn't do the dishwasher, that it's just like a voice in my head is saying that. So I don't think... That's so interesting. So I'm trying to think if I'm a perfectionist or not for being shit to myself. The
0: word is hard Mm. because I think everyone has like an image of a perfectionist in their mind and that's not always how it manifests. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to get everything perfect, but... Like, seeing the guidepost opposite of perfectionism as self-compassion. Yes. And that is, like, a zero for me. That's, Mm. like, I have no compassion for myself. If I do something wrong, I'm, like, you're an idiot. You do not deserve this. Like, (laughs) I'm, like, I do not talk to myself like I would talk to any other person. And I recognize Mm. that. But I've never seen those, like, opposite yeah and realizing that perfectionism is a source of control it's not like I'm I mean I am always trying to strive to be better but that's not what it is it's like I am trying to control this environment in order for other people to perceive me in a
1: certain way yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh okay yeah so that made me think kind of both of our backgrounds there because I thought about architecture school yeah and this happens in other programs too but just from our experience like you just get berated for any like it doesn't matter if you have this amazing project you did so many things the people who are reviewing it at the end of the school term are gonna pick out the couple things you forgot or yeah. the couple, and it, mm-hmm. it just builds inside of you this mentality, just fear, where you're like, I am going to try to do everything so that no one has anything <laughs> bad to say about Any this. Any reason, yeah. Yeah, because you you put so much energy and effort into it, and the purpose of the criticism is meant to help, like, give you things to elaborate on or where to grow, but sometimes it just comes off as, like, finding the couple things where you weren't a hundred and ten <laughs> yeah. percent already prepared for it you right know? exactly that yeah. was my
2: childhood yeah except yeah. instead of architecture school it was my mother yeah, yeah. well yeah. and so. so the
1: the dishwasher I have like the two things you guys said I yeah, so much like yeah. that like and the fact that you're judging yourself negatively because you're taking a couple days to do it like there's nothing wrong, nah, uh, no you cares. know,
2: unless you're like the Pope is not coming over for dinner. I don't know. And it, it, it doesn't, doesn't make you matter. a bad person. No, you know what no, I mean? Like, <laughs> and
1: I can probably think of things in my own life that I do the same way where it's like it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't define you as a person if you do this. As someone who's type A does versus the way that's comfortable to you. But in the dishwasher like in the same conversation on the episode as the dishwasher was the list. And that's what made me think of yes. you because they were talking about making lists and doing the list because in their mind they're like, Well, once the things on the list are done, we can have so much fun. And then the next day it's the like list. start all over yes. again. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Their list and is that's never me. Done. Like
0: They were talking about going on a trip and, like, not being able to rest until everything was done. The secret is nothing is ever done. (laughs) Like, the list never ends. But Mm -hmm. I am that person who is cleaning the kitchen, doing all the things to make sure everything is picture perfect so then I can have fun. The fun's never going to start. Right. Like, and I don't know why I'm like that. But I related a lot to it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was that was such a good section and like you said like the comparison or just seeing it on a spectrum with self-compassion I've never put those two together no and it makes total sense
0: yeah the dish I mean the dishwasher is always the (laughs) it's a great example (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my life's a mess but the
1: dishwasher is well organized (laughs) Uh. meanwhile I just feel like I'm on like a different spectrum when it comes to like that specific like house things I'm like doesn't bother me doesn't bother me but then when it's something that I do care a lot about I get very like yeah we all have um, our
2: weird specific it things, is yeah, but, yeah it's and so- I think
0: Jamie talking about her family is so interesting because like my that's probably what it is my parents yeah they just like care so much about the house being picked up and looking Mm. a certain way and so i didn't care at all when i lived with them and then lo and behold i move out and i like (laughs) need my house to be so particular and it drives me insane like i just want to be free <laughs> yeah but like growing up with type a i always thought i was type b until i moved out and then i was like no i am type a i just like <laughs> lived under type a people
1: and so you felt loose compared you, to like, them yeah, type yeah. A. like i didn't have it's i really didn't really have a, a chance spectrum. for my
0: type a to really come out until i was like, yeah on my own mm-hmm.
1: growth y'all yeah leave the home <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah were there any others guideposts three four and six those were my lowest rating so three was numbing and powerless versus resilient spirit guidepost four was scarcity and fear of the dark versus gratitude and joy that was my lowest that feels like more of a like signal of the moment yeah um, those
0: are two of my highest so that's so interesting really? interesting i, don't, I used yeah. to have
2: like a gratitude daily gratitude journal and i mm-hmm. think if i still had that i would have been much higher because they asked that question and i said like never yeah we should talk but i hmm. really should bring that back i
1: just can't i don't know we should talk hmm. more about but what was your six oh yeah, yeah. guy post six is comparison versus creativity which really shocked me being yeah, in a design field me? that was for sure my lowest one but
0: i totally am like i f- i feel like i have so much creative potential but i'm too busy like looking at my neighbor being like well what are they doing over there am i missing out right
1: right when i should just <laughs> yeah. be like harnessing my own creative potential power well it makes me think of a previous chapter of the pandemic when Lauren and I signed up for this awesome art webinar seminar class Uh, residency (laughs) residency like an online art residency it was super cool man it was it was amazing and it was all about just making and trying to release your own judgment of what you're making as you're making it and just getting into making and I think that's around the time we started talking about the artist Way book yeah. and, and Workbook a lot. And I feel like that was a time when creativity was getting higher. But, yeah, it's very low right now. Comparison Same. is real. I
2: was at 50-50 for that
1: one. Mm. I, Thanks,
0: yeah, girl. I think the one. opposites are interesting. So, like, numbing and powerlessness versus resilient spirit. Like, what does that mean to you? What does Ooh, resilient, resilient, spirit resilient spirit mean
2: I so, don't know. I also got very low on that one. Well, so one, I, I don't know.
1: You know, that spectrum actually kind of felt kind of clear to me where numbness and powerlessness, like both versus resilient spirit, it's, it feels like the action and reaction to things that are happening in your life and how yeah. you react to things when they're out of your control or maybe not going in a way that you would like and resilient spirit is so much about like
0: like being able to feel the highs and lows yeah that reminds me i don't know where it came from someone told me i don't like to feel the negative emotions i will numb those Mm. out i like i don't want to feel that but when you're doing that when you're numbing the negative emotions you're also numbing the positive emotions you're living like a very flatline life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so maybe that's like what numbing and powerlessness is and resilient spirit is like yeah that really sucked but also like being able to like feel the ride of life mm-hmm. and the emotions I don't know
1: yeah and I think with the numbing pandemic once again like <laughs> uh, you <laughs> totally. know like yeah but the the powerlessness it actually highlights an interesting element of resilient spirit for me because mm-hmm. it shows that part of being resilient is not only feeling those emotions but also believing in yourself that you can go through whatever's happening you know and yeah
2: and and like having hope that yeah I feel really really bad right now but in one week I could be feeling better instead of this is the rest of my
1: life yeah I fluctuate on this a lot I feel like whenever I fall down on resilient spirit I talk to my mom and I get a little boost you know yeah
0: it's good to have those people that you go to for that
1: the way you use your mind is it's very much a muscle you have to work out and I think reacting to things in your life and tackling things that are not going well and just like weathering storms that is definitely something that has to be practiced. It's hard to just be resilient right <laughs> away, you know? Yeah,
0: and we've seen that. I mean, anyone who felt resilient before the pandemic in the last year has gotten a run for their money. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we have gone through some shit. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And numbing has been, I mean, there wasn't a lot we could do. So that felt like kind of the only option in many cases. The future feels very uncertain. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. ride it. Netflix. Like. Netflix <laughs> it, yeah, which sometimes that's so what you have to do. But yeah. recognizing where you are on the scale, I guess, is helpful. Totally. Yeah, for sure.
1: Kind of in a similar note, scarcity and fear of the dark versus gratitude and joy. I can't figure out if I'm just getting more cynical the older <laughs> I get. Because uh, I feel like I – used to be it's not that I'm not grateful like I can definitely (laughs) express gratitude and joy but I feel like that daily optimism like it's not flowing out of me the way it was it's like 20 you know it never was
2: my friend and I have a joke that we started a cynics club in college I don't know if I'm ever meant to be (laughs) oh my god an optimistic person and that's fine with me I don't mind it. It was my yeah. lowest score, but is but optimism. The fear of the dark is such a weird way to say it. Scarcity, like, ooh,
0: hits way too close to home for me. Like, the scarcity mentality is, I feel oh, that, that. That's every so day. Mm. Like, is there enough for, of anything for me? <laughs> time. <laughs> time <laughs> okay. is groceries. one for me. Groceries.
2: <laughs> 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 Not enough groceries in yeah. the world. Do we need more plants? <laughs> we need more plants. Right? <laughs>
0: and fear of the dark, yeah, but like, is optimism the same as gratitude and joy i don't have the answer i was just wondering mm, i don't think ideas. so no like i think you can have gratitude and joy and not be like an overly optimistic agreed. person agreed
1: agreed but i think maybe inherent in my view of scarcity and fear of the dark especially when it comes to time ends up coming from a place of skepticism of yeah. um, and like anti optimism yeah know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah
0: yeah I'm just curious if they're related the same yeah. different because i I do feel a lot of that scarcity, but I do think I also just have a lot of gratitude and joy hmm
1: yeah, and that one is still like hover i will say these three were well no comparison and creativity was just one third the other two were basically at half, oh, you scored a high on something
2: let's say gratitude and joy,
1: half. I'm at a quarter.
2: I'm just, a quarter. I'm at a oh, quarter. Wow. Um, oh wow. Yeah, gratitude girl, that's and joy. I'm just a numbness on that one. and powerlessness. I'm at a third. Ooh. And then most of the others were kind of halfway or forty percent. Oh,
1: this is so cool. Did to I compare. score really low?
2: What were your highest ones? So I'll say my highest oh. ones, I was above two thirds. Fifty percent. For exhaustion as a status, whatever, and play and rest. And then being cool and always in control and laughter, song, and dance. Those
1: are my highest, two my <laughs> highest song
2: and dance. because I don't like control.
0: I want what to talk about call? play and rest. I yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been talking a lot about play in the last year because I just want to incorporate play yeah. more into my life. I'm just overwork. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Girl> <laughs> wants to play. And so I've been asking myself, like, how can I be more playful in my life? And then the opposite is exhaustion as a status symbol. Which god? The, whoa! <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Did you get on that that is like our industry is like exhaustion mm. is a
2: status symbol and productivity is self is self worth. <laughs> I'm right in the middle. I think I scored so high on that one because I'm exhausted all the time, but I do not see that as a status symbol. I see that oh, as like a bad interesting. thing. Yeah. So I am mm. exhausted, and I do not always play. I rest too much yeah but i don't th- see it as a good thing i see it as a bad thing
0: yeah i
2: think is why I, it's why it's so high
0: i mean my like natural personality is productivity is self-worth mm-hmm. like oh, i yeah just that's who you are need to be productive <laughs> On my days off, I'm like, how can we make a list out of this? So oh it's interesting God. that mine is ha- like, I feel like I'm pretty equal okay. on trying to get away from the productivity and have more play. But I'm still obviously
1: working I mean, on incorporating. it's a fine place to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned for our industry, I feel like you could say this about so, so many, many industries, yeah. like just the c- capitalistic working <laughs> mindset. And especially, I mean, there's some areas where... Small talk is just, like, people bragging on how busy they are, you know?
0: I am. I think I'm just so over it.
1: I definitely, I think pre-pandemic would have put myself way more in that. I think this is one of the few areas where I really have been working on my work-life balance Mm -hmm. in the past year. And I think I definitely feel better as a person because of it. I will say, I still judge myself hard for not putting in all this overtime and... Like committing crazy hours that I'm not getting paid for, i I judge myself for not doing that, but I'm slowly remembering that like that doesn't define you, yeah, you know,
0: say I'm right there with you, and then as soon as I'm off the clock, I'm like,
1: "Oh yeah, but I've got all these other cool yeah. parts about me and like
0: i'm I want to do crafts and stuff yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's one of the great parts about working remotely is. Once I found a way to just kind of separate work from home, like you don't have that long commute kind of eating up that time you could be using for whatever free time you want. And you're
0: not necessarily seeing all of your coworkers that are like, I work 65 mm-hmm. hours this week. Like, I don't really know what other people are working, so I'm fine with yeah. being at 40.
1: Yeah, I feel like I find out about people and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, mm." (laughs)
0: looks like you don't have enough time for (laughs) plays. Meanwhile, I'm
1: crocheting. Call me if you want (laughs) to join.
0: I've got 70 new hobbies. (laughs) Yeah, for real.
1: Man. But yeah, I guess the other guidepost close to that is being cool and always in control, quote unquote, versus on the other end of that spectrum, laughter, song and dance i love yeah. being
2: in control <laughs> yeah see i hate control so i think that's why i did well on this one yeah i
1: i think the reason why i went more towards laughter song and dance is just i don't care what other people think of me and that yeah. like you know like trying to be like cool and someone included like i don't want to be alone but that string on my heart doesn't pull that strong you yeah. know so yeah I'm yeah more it's just been
0: like, whatever Hmm. It's been nice in the last year, like not feeling like I have to put on that like work facade and be like, I know what I'm doing when I'm in the office. I like spending more time with my friends and being able to just, what's it say? Laughter song and dance. Like I feel like I've really gotten that in the last year plus. Yeah. Which has been really nice.
1: Whether it's like friends that are in the same industry or just friends in general, like there's some friends you can be your true authentic self with. And then there are other friends that you enjoy spending time with, but you're kind of putting on a friend or, yes. you know, and I like, guess tiring too.
0: like you no, just want to be like, yeah. That. Yeah. and I've gotten way more. I mean, we've created bubbles, so I've gotten yeah. way more time with my friends that I feel like I can just be my crazy self. And mm-hmm. the friends that I had to put a facade on for, they're not really in my life mm.
1: anymore. Which is such a big question for chapters moving forward and all this, but that's where it's Yeah, there's a time and
0: place for that, but it's been nice to not feel like I I had to deal with it. Well,
1: I'm hoping, like, once we all rediscover how to talk to each other, you know, that Uh, we're not in our bubble. (laughs) That's Um, hard. Yeah. I just hope this... At some point, reaches a level where we don't have to play that fake game. I don't know. Humans are humans. I don't trust. It's only
2: been. It's armor too. Like it's totally like. I think we would need like ten years of isolation before people are willing Mm -hmm. to do
1: that. Embodied in that, to me, is comparison as well. Where you know you may not talk about certain things or bring up other things or you know kind of like yeah. puff up certain things just to kind of keep up with whoever you're in conversation with and that's tiring you know and then you walk away and you have like a moral hangover because you're just like what did I say why yeah that was not me yeah. mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what uh, was your highest lauren what else yeah. my highest was the last one daring values okay so the one that i scored highest highest on is value clarity and commitment versus unclear and uncommitted values and i am like a values girl like so i interesting know what i stand for i don't know who i am but, you <laughs> but know i know what i am stand stand I I mean like I
2: they're related
0: i hmm. see this as being related to like duty and i am huge hmm. on duty like hmm. i will do what it takes to complete the task That I feel like is my duty to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I was shocked
2: I did not score zero on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I took it and I was like, it was, I literally wrote the question down when I saw it. I can easily name my two to three most important values. And I was like, uh, what? And then I sat there for like a minute and I was like, what are two to three values for me? And I just sat there and I like panicked and I was like, nope never <laughs> hard never and then there were like two more and i was pretty sure i put never but somehow i got 40 oh, percent. i don't yeah, know how maybe
0: it's one of those where like you i have get 40% never for putting your name on the test yeah
2: maybe i have never <laughs> sat down and thought about my values i think i, mean, I skipped this section of the book i never values thought about kind of... like
0: a weird concept like what does values even mean yeah I I feel like this is something that has
1: entered my thinking sphere personally as part of my reflection in the past couple years because I think there were just some values maybe I knew like oh I care about the planet but I never was like what's top tier what's second tier what's third tier and then in the past couple of years as I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life, that's yeah. when that question has come up. That's a good Because point. otherwise I'm like, what's guiding this ship? I have no clue. Because yeah. Yeah.
2: I like have morals and values, but I, I don't want to, I don't know, maybe it's me just really hating this question, but I don't want to like just name three things and like those are the three things jamie for cares sure. about that define her and i'm like no i <laughs> like <laughs> everything that's i know you're a four on the <laughs> enneagram oh, But i, I never you, though. thought about funky. this and this is the one i will have to yeah do no it's interesting on I, definitely I, hear sure. you on that.
0: I don't know if i could like define what my values are but i feel like there is something within me that's like guiding the decisions that i make but i just have a very strong
1: like inner knowing Maybe hmm. that's what it is. Which I'm sure, if you kind of talk to yourself about it, yeah, it probably distill yeah. Like out. I
0: probably should sit down and try to figure out what it is. Mm. Like I have a strong like allegiance to duty to like
2: any duties you're allegiance
0: to like the people I care most about, like ride or die. Like I will like take care of my people, mm. and that's like one of my highest values. Yeah. I have
2: freedom tattooed on my boob. So <laughs> I mean, freedom is one of my yes, you do. So is one of my
0: words. Maybe that's
1: a value in a non-Weird
2: America way. America ruined that word, but I know
1: it does not have to be like three singular that words one of that word. define you, though. Like, and you could. Ha- I mean, you could have more values, and they can be more complex thoughts than just one yeah. overarching but term. i cannot you easily know? name them which is why
2: yeah i got a 40. Yeah. i was seriously shocked i didn't get a zero i need to know what the other questions were relating to this
0: like. i always yeah. find these so interesting because i find other people very interesting and we all tend to think the way i think about things is the way other people probably think about things and i like to be able to be like no, oh, of course i have values Oh, other people don't really know. Like, it's mm. interesting to me to see the differences between us. For me to understand that not everyone is like me, and that's great. That's actually great. <laughs> like, I like to see the differences. Okay, I don't think everyone needs to have values I have like me. values. But no, I don't. I'm not saying that. You no, need I know, to, but I don't. I
2: don't. <laughs> I'm gonna blame. <laughs> I, think I think I'm so <laughs> impulsive that I just make decisions subconsciously based on my values that I've never actually sat down to be like what are they yeah well you know? I haven't I haven't done like, that either I'm, it's interesting to see like in a quiz
0: format I know that we're different yeah. people and we make decisions mm-hmm. in different ways and I don't ever understand like the other people's decisions yeah but it's helpful for me to be like oh yeah I mean your life is just based on a different set of
1: things
2: values mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> values i think it's good for people's perspectives to open that way yes that's Um, what i'm saying yeah because otherwise you're just like well everybody thinks the way i do and it's like no No, literally no one thinks the way you do because we're all different people
0: we all have different priorities no one's priorities are more important than the others it's just what you've decided for yourself
2: we still haven't talked about how you guys did on anxiety as a lifestyle Uh i was proud of myself i only got 50 percent on this one same well i'm slightly below 50 so yeah sorry it's anxiety is a lifestyle and then calm and stillness and i did better than i thought
1: yay i am about two-thirds of the way full here so i'm like closer to calmness and stillness (sighs) I know not to chill. I, I, I can <laughs> v- proudly say that. I'm getting better. I do
0: love naps. I'm not like a naturally <laughs> anxious person, I think, but, but it does happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting better at recognizing it. I feel like sometimes don't really recognize what my mind state is. And I'm just yeah. like, shit is happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm better at, now I'm better at like, this is anxiety. Right. And here are the steps.
2: To, like, combat this. I also think my general coping mechanism for anxiety is to completely shut down and just go, like, lay down in bed. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that is both also calm and stillness. So I don't know. That
1: is also one of my responses. But is it inner
0: stillness? If I fall asleep, yes.
1: It depends on, like, sometimes when I do what you describe, we're like... I'm getting really anxious about something, yeah. Um, and I just go like retreat to my bed. Sometimes it's I never really like did a meditation and was like, oh, this is a meditative practice, but it's just like there words to a, calm myself uh, yeah. down and yeah. find that. Stillness. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. One of the only quotes from this book that I could find that I highlighted because my Kindle tells me the quotes and I was going back and like, I don't love Kindle's highlight uh, I don't own the book and I didn't have enough time to get it from the library because it you know, wasn't available. <laughs> so everyone else is waving their copy. Oh, we got two copies um, here. But she wrote, anxiety is extremely contagious, but so is calm that's like, true
0: oh that's cute um i was listening to a podcast with oprah on it Ooh. um which one? <laughs> kristen bell and monica padman are doing like a short series oh. through armchair expert where they're inviting different women sweet women oh. they're like i don't know if you heard of this woman her name's oprah okay
1: <laughs> rising star oprah no, was
0: talking about her like morning stillness routine and she's okay. like i don't do a meditation but she's like i just practice stillness in the morning just and like she's sitting
2: like, still
1: you know, like
0: mental stillness maybe mm. with tea i don't know
1: which yeah. i would argue maybe is meditation yeah in yeah way,
0: i think she was saying she doesn't call it meditation but that's essentially what it is and she doesn't like follow a formal meditation
1: gotcha but that's
2: but that's basically
1: yeah. what it is Let's
2: but i
0: was say- like Thank you,
2: Oprah. Yes. Yes. I okay. have <laughs> questions about your guys' mornings. Because yeah. I would also argue that I go through a mental stillness in the morning. But it's just because I haven't woken up yet. And when <laughs> I, I'm not fully awake and I'm just going about my things, there's nothing going on in my mind. I'm just like, I guess I'll make coffee. And then I'll just like quietly make coffee.
1: Well, maybe I, like, that's I don't yours. look at my
2: phone. Yeah. And all this stuff, but like, what are do you guys like? Wake up and get out of bed, and is your mind like, okay, I need to do this, this, and this? Because mine is not. Yeah, it probably should be.
1: Okay, I I would say my mind tends to go into that route too, but it's mainly because, especially on the weekdays, because if I don't figure out and remember my to do list that I figured out before I logged off for work, yeah. I will sleep in. So it's like it has become the oh. thing that gets me out of bed. I'm like, remember this is this, this, why this. I'm
2: late to work all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But I will say it, I haven't always been Sometime
2: like that. Sometimes it, yeah. it's yeah. hard to get my brain
1: kickstarted. So I love, yeah,
0: <laughs> one of my passions in life is talking about morning routine. Girls um, got her routines that are awesome. Girls life. got a morning routine. Maybe I am. Routine. I am the person who's like, I wake up and I'm like, I'm late for this. I got this to do blah, yeah. blah, blah. Instant to-do list, anxiety, get shit done. So I need to take space for myself because okay. that's not my nat- natural state. I think that's amazing if your natural state is like slow morning. Don't my natural state is
2: mm, I'm awake and I don't want to be awake. Well, same. I guess I'm too comfy. I like started
0: <laughs> – I've been doing this for like two group maybe three years now. I can't keep my phone in my bedroom because it's too – much for me in the morning automatically like to the phone to the alerts to the calendar Mm -hmm. what's on the to-do list yeah and I Mm -hmm. like need to keep it out of my room not so much for the nighttime stuff though it's very helpful for that it's like it that can't be the first thing I look at in the morning
2: Mm. mine is not and it took a long time for me to get that way but at one point gonna be embarrassing but I'll admit it to you guys and cut it out later if I want (laughs) but at one point I was going through a really bad breakup and I just couldn't look at my phone because yeah like you know like used to like 80 texts a day from someone and then you get zero and it's it's really sad yeah Yeah. so I just had my phone on do not disturb and then I had my phone on do not disturb for like two and a half years (laughs) and I never take off do not disturb and I love it and And yeah I do definitely miss important texts that I probably yeah. should pay attention to but, but I now it just that like month and a half two months because I went from straight from there to my brother's place in Mississippi where he didn't have cell phone service mm. and I was staying there for a month yeah. so I just stopped using my phone for like two months yeah and yeah. now I just can't get myself to use it anymore
0: no I love that yeah. I think that we are all overstimulated. sure important messages come in but it's the difference between urgent and important. Yeah. Like, you'll get to it when you see it. And but do if you need to see me, it I'll the see it, second so. it comes in?
2: Probably no. not. No, because yeah. it's not work related. So it's not like it actually. And when you're on work, you're on work. But. Matters. And if people yeah. call. And I
0: have to say, like, I feel like you're pretty good at getting back to people oh, so God. I'm okay. not complaining I'm honestly trying to get better
2: about texting I people feel like you're doing up. just fine
1: <laughs> Good. but I, I really appreciate you sharing that because I have also had similar experiences like my my main breaks with technology I think they started off after breakups and so I'm not really on get, social media yeah. and I would say that became a habit to not really be on there after breakups you know yeah. and so th- like it went from That's like yeah not wanting to go on and see anything honestly and like then, phone yeah. anxiety like
2: i would just purposely well, not look at my phone for a while because i'm like i don't want and, to know
1: and breakups
0: are what they are but they are also a great chance to like reevaluate your relationship with everything. Yeah, and
2: everything. Like, maybe so your relationship changed.
0: with your phone is also I'm mm. I've done the same thing. Like maybe yeah. I'm way too attentive to this phone. I like reevaluated it and now I
1: I don't want the relationship and I also don't want my phone to be <laughs> yeah. so much a
2: part of my life.
1: And I love the boundaries that you are putting on your phone usage, like the, especially keeping it out of your room when you sleep. Because it makes me think of Glennon Doyle, her podcast. She made a point. She has her own gripe about texting. Yes, and, she, and I love it. It was so good. It was just like, listened. Please yeah, so paraphrasing here. It was like, so somebody came up with this way that we can, you know, communicate with each other instantaneously all the time. And nobody asks us permission to do that, which, you know, I I get the point that she's trying to make there. But it's like there is this weird expectation when someone texts you that you will get back to them immediately. And
0: maybe. Yeah. Like, which is different than email. Like if I'm sending yeah. an email to someone,
2: I don't really res- I don't I expect kind of,
0: something. Um, you
2: know how back well when we were in like. Eighth grade or like high school, I didn't have unlimited texting for a while, like a long time when I had my first phone. So I only got like 200 texts a month. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we had to pay. in and yeah. out. We had, forgot yeah, about in that in and out, and we had to pay if mm-hmm. we went over. I'm like, we should go back to that. People yeah, would like, stop texting. You really had
0: to limit what yeah. you were saying.
2: And what day. I was thinking
0: of <laughs> was like emailing in middle school where it was like once a week you'd get on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Did
0: my best friend. Well there was AIM
2: and then like there was like 1 hour a day when you and your yeah. friend were on right. and you could talk about I have it, to remind
0: myself when I get a text message like this doesn't need to be answered immediately. Right. Just because I saw it doesn't
2: mean I need to attend See, to I it. I have to mm-hmm. do the opposite cuz I'll be like, "Oh, I can answer that later." And inside I know if i saw it i will not answer it for 12 yeah. hours minimum so i'm like okay on my lunch break i'm gonna text everyone back because otherwise i will
1: mm-hmm. not text them back that day yeah, yeah. i have definitely developed <sighs> that um, as you're describing Honestly, jamie
2: better like, maybe i don't know
1: and now that there's
0: the new tough. iteration of know. like group <laughs> messages and yeah. it's like oh, and then now I, like a hundred like text social media and... on like in text message form right
1: and you know it's not like group texts are going incessantly all day long, but they can blow up. And if let's say, oh, in a couple minutes you have
0: sixty yeah. messages, and there's a point where you're like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And like, you feel you feel like an asshole for being the only person not responding. Yeah. And, and as a person who's like not like the sender not the receiver i'm not expecting like everyone to be attentive to it but as the receiver i'm like i need to be a part <laughs> well, of nice
2: someone actually called me out for that today and i'm like that was an asshole move it was in work and it was a group message on like our instant messaging thing and it was not anything work related it was not important it was just like everyone was talking about some like They were talking about ice cream which is why i've been craving ice cream all day hell yeah but eventually like 30 minutes later i like sent a message and then someone was like oh jamie you're finally like responding and i was like
1: oh you know what sorry about work (laughs) like you guys all are and i'm actually doing my job whatever there so there are some group texts i will go on like a lunch run and i'll come back and have missed some big explosion (laughs) And so I'm just like reacting all the way or I'm like reading it. And there's a point where I'm like, maybe I shouldn't leave like 20 reactions. Like that's just going to make everyone's <laughs> no, phone go off. That's what
2: I do just, to like acknowledge right, that you read it. You just write
1: at the end. Yeah, just, reactions like, saying, have made everything <laughs> yeah. even worse. Oh my God, thank <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. also I'm so happy those <laughs> exist because otherwise <laughs> if you get super far behind in a group text, you're like, well, how do, I, like, I'm just not going to respond. Like, right? other than being like, okay, here we go. I'm yeah, like, right. one, yeah. that was funny. Two, yeah. <laughs> great like, comment. Yeah. yeah, Three, disagree. Like. Yeah, great
0: disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, texting is, it's oh it's good to reevaluate the boundaries with your phone like like none of us I mean we all welcomed it into our lives but I don't think we any of us knew what we were welcoming into our (laughs) lives
1: it's hard too because there are times when you really love that immediate like connection with someone yes and then there are times where you want to disconnect but it feels like It's hard to have both of those, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah,
0: and, like, you're missing out on people's lives because you've chosen to not participate. Yeah, I think that's the struggle I'm having right
2: now with Instagram.
0: Like, Mm. I am the person, I want to meet my friends where they are. So if someone is like, I like to communicate on Instagram Messenger, I'm like, (laughs) okay, we'll text here. (laughs) Like, I like... Facebook Messenger. I'm like, okay, I'll message you here. That's like, it's the
2: only reason I have a Facebook is because that's how yeah. my family Yeah, And so
0: it's hard for me to be like, I'm not going to do this, so you're going to have to reach. Come I just to want me. to accommodate yeah. the people in order to be reachable, which is really hard boundaries-wise yeah. for me.
1: That's funny because one reason I got back into Instagram more in part... No, it was completely just to like reconnect with friends. And I think in part like... I knew you, Lauren, and some of our friends were, like, you three were existing in Instagram. And I was, like, I'm not in this world right now. And, like, was, like, I better jump back in or else I'm going to just, like, get Get left in the shoreline. Which is...
0: It's so dumb because I'll take week long, couple week long breaks from Instagram and I'll come back and I'll be like, what's everyone up to? And there's like nothing. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, two memes were shared. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. So I don't really need to be here. See you later.
1: Yeah. Like we're
0: opening ourselves up to all these things like for fear of missing out on people's lives when it's Mm. like, I don't i don't know if i really need to be a part of it yeah and if am i really missing out on people's lives i mean the connection like long distance is nice that and the is opportunity nice. to see parts of people's lives yeah. that maybe i wouldn't otherwise mm-hmm.
1: but that comparison is real and yeah, it's also a that's...
0: cheap alternative to real connection so true so well put great oh. point like if i see if i see someone's post on Instagram, then I'm less likely to text him and be like, hey,
1: yeah, how's
0: your kid that's a good doing? Point. How's your house? Like, It's like, oh, yeah, well, I kind of saw it on Instagram. So I don't really have a reason to reach out to that person. Yeah.
1: It's weird, too. I don't I'm curious if either of you feel this way as well by how simple it is to like a post or comment on it that can just be like, hey, like, I still want to be connected. This is me yeah. engaging in your life going to a direct DM or even like a text message in a conversation in that way it feels like so much more not like in a bad way it's just feels like a much bigger step than it Mm -hmm. used to feel and I I don't know like I just feel like whoa like we're getting into a text conversation like
2: there was i was like watching someone's story and it was someone who i like was kind of close to in college and haven't honestly talked to since and i was like really liked the story it was like really funny or it was a cute dog or something so i went to like send a reaction and i was like wait i need to think about this like i haven't talked to this person in Mm -hmm. six years is it weird if i send a ha 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 reaction thing to her story and i was like really spinning out about it and then i was like why do i care like i like it when yeah. random people react yes. to my story so of yeah. course i'm just gonna send a 100 like to it, her like right who gives a yeah. shit like, like it if you like it don't if you don't yeah who right? cares? but it was like a weird i was like i did I that recently even, Like, too. respond to her story without yeah. like overthinking i'm like i like her pose all the time what's the difference nothing yeah but it yeah. does feel like a weird like you're opening
1: a door and I'm
2: it's, like I don't know
1: Which it feels weird for some reason to me ties back to the numbness guide post oh, for some reason okay. like in the comment you made Lauren about like instead of experiencing like the highs and lows once you're numbing out you're also kind of just shallowing that like wave as well mm-hmm. and to me some I guess like the ease of some social media contacts not that it's Less emotion, but at the same time, it feels like that. Yeah, versus like where like the full feeling it would be like a text or you know a phone call, which you know not (laughs) our generation, but you know I love a phone call. Does like
2: dull down the interaction on
1: the? Yeah, I don't know how to describe it because like like it's it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheapened it, it. it, but it's not to discredit any connections or comments or interactions at that level. They're just different. Yeah,
0: social media. I've been able to connect to people that I wouldn't otherwise, which has been really cool, and been able to like share parts of my life with people who wouldn't otherwise see those parts of my life. But as with anything, there are bad parts. (laughs) There's one more I think we haven't talked about. Yeah, the one we haven't talked about. Self-doubt and supposed to versus meaningful work. Mm. The shoulds.
2: Supposed to is what got me. I'm at like 40% at this one. And I think it's all because of that supposed to.
1: self-doubt. I ended up being dead set in the middle on this one too. And I think it's mainly because the work, like professional work I do. I, you know, I like it some days more than others. But I do actually feel like it's meaningful work. And so I feel like that kind of boosted the score in some way. So because i think the self-doubt and supposed to is still pretty strong you yeah know? hence the 50 50 yeah i'm just slightly below 50 the i mean
0: glennon uses that should the case of the shoulds all the time like oh, yeah. i'm always thinking i've like really tried to edit that word should out of my vocabulary mm-hmm. like I should be doing this. I should
2: be doing that. Well, like I really sh- should. Be As on you this said path. that, I literally thought, "Oh, I should try doing that."
0: <laughs> right? And like mm-hmm. you don't realize how often you say it and then it's like, "Well, who's saying that I should be doing this?" is it something I should be doing or is it yeah. something I want to this do? This one right. should I should be
2: doing <laughs> <laughs> so I never have to say the word should again and I
1: forgot the first time I heard the explanation behind why you shouldn't use should yep yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we- ta-da <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stuck the landing um, so <laughs> the <laughs> and this is where I fumbled the dismount so <laughs> I'm forgetting the exact explanation but there, there are two parts to it in one word you're expressing a that you're not achieving enough like you're throwing mm. guilt at yourself and also throwing an expectation i i'm forgetting yeah. what the second piece is but it's something that you sometimes say hopefully you're like oh i should totally get into that but the connotation it's so like, often it's a negative thing. yes exactly or and like i'm already behind yeah
0: yeah yes and i'm already you know? behind yeah and it's just like a pause to think about is it something I personally feel like I should be doing or is it something that I like society is telling me I should be doing or I'm seeing someone else doing it. So mm-hmm. I feel like I automatically should be doing it. Like it's a pause for me to reevaluate what the motive mm-hmm.
1: is. Ooh, yeah, I think there's part of this too that I think about jobs and maybe the degree you get in college and how I remember there was let's say like a camp of friends that their parents were like just get something stable get something that will have a stable job Mm -hmm. and just go that route you know and then you have some parents that were either just like you know they'll figure it out or they're like you know what just do what really drives you you know find your passion you never work a day in your life you know And now after we've graduated, (laughs) I look at some of the people that took the, like, I should do this. I, like, this is a job you're supposed to get. And they're doing great right now from the outside. Inside is always, you know, different. But I look at that and I'm like, man, like, yeah, I could, I could do what they're doing and then also do some meaningful side thing, you know? And yeah, it's a little different interpretation here, but... It follows in many facets it's of real. life. Yeah. What did you think
2: overall? Did you like it? The, the infants Did word? you hate it? Do you think any of them were wrong? I feel like Ooh. I'd like
0: to retake it. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than the quiz itself, I think it's just interesting to see the chart with the the words on either end to yeah. see kind of what they're comparing. Yeah. And I'm interested to kind of, with this in mind, go back and read the
1: book. That's definitely what I need to do. Yeah, Um, I would like to read it for the first time. (laughs) Uh, I also had a thought, too, about writing up, like, so now you you have the results, you have these guideposts, and then with it, just write a reflection of, Mm -hmm. like, how you feel about your life right now. And maybe as you take Mm. this, if you take it over and over again, yeah, I'm just curious because, like, there's no defining mark here that everybody's like aiming towards you know and so if you're at halfway between perfectionism Mm -hmm. and self-compassion and and you're just like I'm happy here I'm really happy then
2: perfect that's great you know and I meant to say this earlier but I really liked when they were going through theirs I really liked that Brene was at like half or maybe three quarters for a lot of hers there were very I don't think there were any that she was full-on and there was one that she was like really little on. And so that made me, because I was nervous when I first got my results. I was like, I am fucked up. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, right. And then I, I listened mean, and they're all like, yeah, I'm half. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, same <laughs> okay. person.
0: The person who, who came up the with book. the guideposts
2: and the person who
0: <laughs> wrote them 10 years ago and has known this stuff for 10 years and is been still, it.
2: it's still like working, on, working it. on different things. So that made me yeah. feel very nice. Yeah. i think my self-reflection will straight up be what are my values Oh I love yeah, a self-reflection <laughs> moment <laughs> i've gotten
0: better at journaling Hala, in the last Next year was... i will come back with a list of
1: words but yeah, yeah
0: like putting stuff to words is so nice like mm-hmm. as a blip in time like a moment in time what was i thinking when i did this yeah, yeah
1: definitely it was going through my brain I'd say my reflection on this is I really need to dive into my creativity and figure out. Yeah. Get it. Get, yeah. Where is the Bring it, it back get
0: into it, my Get life, it. Get it. You know? Hit it. Hit it. Hit hey. it. Hit it. <laughs> we can have a dance party. Get on plane dance. I feel like, as you mentioned, the like art thing that we did last summer was so good for my creativity, and then I kind of have lost it since because things mm-hmm. got really crazy that's, like, the first part of myself that I lose when my routine kind of goes to shit. Mm. And so I'd really like to get back to having, like, a daily, hell, even weekly, like, creative practice. Yeah. I think that's... that's I need so to get nice. back
2: to having a routine.
0: Hey routine. <laughs> That's we'll love get a get routine it. moment. Love a routine. routine. <laughs> this has spurred some yeah. really fun and interesting yeah.
2: conversations.
1: We hope you go check it out if you haven't already paused and gone over there already. Yeah, go
2: listen yeah. to the podcast. I don't remember what it's called. Unlocking
1: Eyes with Brené We'll link
0: Brown. Yeah, we'll link the episodes. It's a six-part series, as we mentioned. We yeah. only listen to the first part. For this episode yeah. mm-hmm. there's a whole book a whole book. book she's got and it's not like a, a giant book it's
1: a very no nice, but not nice devoid book. of work <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah I'm sure we've introed <laughs> Brene before, but if you have by some chance not checked out Brene Brown, hi- we highly highly recommend checking her out even if you just go check out her Netflix special or yeah. her podcast she is amazing she is a salt of the earth person but is this amazing researcher and has just brought a lot of insight to so many people and she's a good
0: yeah. mix of being a researcher and she's got stuff to back up her, her research, data her yeah. data but also a really good storyteller and just oh, yeah. a really she's really good at conveying her research in a way that feels approachable mm-hmm. and applicable Mm -hmm. well said Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) all right with that we'll see you next time yeah cue the music (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening we'd love to hear from you if you have anything that's inspiring you or bringing you joy that you want to share with us please send us an email at wrdpod at gmail.com maybe we'll feature you on the pod and follow us on Instagram at WRDPod as well. If you're looking for more information, you can find all of our show notes and more on our website, whatchareadanddude.com. Music for this podcast was created by Colindo. You can follow him on Instagram at TheRealKalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week.